What's up, guys? Dr. Josh Simons here, physical therapist, and welcome to the PT Ascent podcast, a podcast where I detail my journey as I go from a staff physical therapist to an entrepreneur. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Dr. Josh Simons here. Hope everyone is doing well. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the PT Ascent podcast. This past week, I've done quite a bit to try to get my business off the ground. I only have one week left until my full-time job's done. And the scary part is, is I still don't have a freaking home health job. I don't know what the deal is, but for whatever reason, it, it is very difficult to keep in contact with these people. I email them, and, I, and I, sometimes it takes days for me to get emails back, and, but that seems to be the way that people are contacting these days. So I'm, I'm really at the mercy of that. I've had three interviews. One of them I definitely did not want. It, the, the pay was just too low and at least as far as home health goes. And the other one I liked, but they're one of the ones that didn't get back to me. And then there's a third one that I actually had an interview for on Friday, which seemed to go pretty well. And ideally, I should be hearing from them tomorrow. The plan is that after this week, I need a week off. I I really do. The Working, and I know people work... uh, quite a bit harder than I do. But for me personally, after working full time and trying to do this entrepreneurship gig, I just need a week off. Because basically, after I get home from work, I do more work on my business. Now, don't get me wrong. I like what I do because it. it I, I like the fact that now that I'm in my own business, everything is now what I create. It, and I like that creative process, but it's really draining when you're after you see, you know, twenty to twenty three patients a day, and then you and then you come home and then you have to work some more. So really, my only free time is when I eat dinner, and I'm usually then listening to some sort of an educational podcast. So really, my free time that I'm really doing nothing is when I'm sleeping. And when I do my 10 to 15 minutes of meditation during the evening. And I guess my gym time too. Yeah, my gym time is also my my sanctuary. But yeah, so next week should be very therapeutic for me. It's something that I, I thought that perhaps I was just going to jump right in and just do home health starting that Monday. But I thought, oh my God, there's just no way. So I realized, Josh, just... Just give yourself a break, bro. And so I'm, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to still work on my business because obviously it's crunch time, but I'm definitely going to take a couple days to just, I might go to the beach. You know, I live 25 minutes from the beach, which is not far at all. And I don't think I've been to the beach and actually hung out there in, oh, I don't know, six months, if I had to say. Part of the reason people move to Florida is to go to the beach, and I never take advantage of it. 
So that's what I'm going to do next week. I'm going to go to the beach and I'm just, I don't know. I might do something crazy. I might read a book. I might read a book and have a mojito. Hell yeah. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Enough of that. What did I do this past week? A lot of it is, like I said before, it's crunch time. So I need to get a lot of things done in a very short amount of time. With that said, I've been working on being more consistent with content. This is really nothing new. This is something that I've mentioned in previous podcasts, but it's still really difficult for me to implement. But today was an accomplishment because I finally scheduled an entire week's worth of content. Again, I know other people that have months of content scheduled, but you know what? This is an accomplishment for me, and I'm just going to give myself a little hand clap for that. Sorry if that doesn't compress very well and I just blew out your eardrums. All right. Mm, I lost my train of thought. Okay, so I'm, I'm getting more consistent with content. One of the other things that... Um, actually, I do want to touch on this. One strange thing that I've noticed is... So if you've listened to my previous episodes, you know that I've... I recently got my, my LLC finalized and, and authorized... What I did not expect is the mass amount of mail that I've been getting that is all basically all of these bills for my business. I have three bills. One of them is from I think it's a the it says the Florida Labor Law Compliance Department. One of them is about meeting minutes which doesn't make sense because I'm not a corporation, I'm an LLC. And then the other one was, what was it? Oh yeah, it was a form to get my articles of, uh, not organization, a certificate copy. So I have three of these and in grand total, they all they want about 300 and I don't know, $340. And I'm just thinking to myself, what the hell is this? I paid money to get my LLC branded and, and and finalized and now I'm getting all this this garbage saying that all these people want money and I fi- I feel like I'm very good at identifying garbage mail and very good at identifying spam and, and scams in that nature but folks if if you're starting a, a business this is very convincing documentation that shows up in the mail I don't know who does this and who's running this organization, but they are they are very um, sinister, but they are also very clever because the paper that they use is very premium. Everything that's on it looks very official and uses jargon that a lot of lay people don't understand, including myself, which again, adds to that realism. And it wasn't until I posted this photo on the the mastermind group that I'm in where people said, oh yeah, that's fake. It's all a scam. Happened to me too. And it's just, God, people can really make money off of anything these days. It's it's absolutely unreal. So that happened. So just a, a, a word word to the wise, if, if you're starting a business and you start getting all this all these bills in the mail, just know that a lot of them are going to be, a, a lot of them are going to be fake and pretty much just just scams. All right, what else have I worked on? I've been doing my website. I said before that I was going to have the smart virtual staff do it, but 
I just don't have the... I just don't understand how it would work very efficiently. So they, they request a... I mean, it makes sense in theory. You write the the copy, so all of the text, and they organize it beautifully um, and display it on on a website. And I'm using Kajabi, and so they have an enormous amount of experience, obviously way more than I have. So they could do way more than I can and make it look a lot prettier than I can. But for me personally, I find it very difficult to create copy if I don't know what the website's going to look like. So uh, this is one of the first times where I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I feel like I need to take matters into my own hands. So I did create the shell of my website and that, to me, that honestly helps a lot because I at least know the layout of it and I get to figure out sort of the inner workings of, of Kajabi. And then anything that is really technical or, or something that I just don't understand, then, then I'll delegate that to the smart virtual staff. And I think for me, doing that sort of hybrid model where I do some things, I delegate some things, that will should work pretty well for me. I don't think I could just write copy and, and send it out because, I, you know, I don't know, like I said before, I don't know what the site's going to look like. There's a lot of tabs and pop-ups and how am I supposed to write copy and predict what's going to happen? So if I can mess with some of that on my own and then and then have them work out some of the more fancier technical details, that's been working out pretty great. And the other thing that I wanted to do was buy my, basically buy all of the supplies for my minimum viable product. But what I realized is I keep hearing that you shouldn't really mix your, your personal and your business expenses. And because I don't have a business credit card yet, I'm thinking that maybe I should hold off. I still don't have any clients at this point, so it's not like a huge deal. I don't need it right this very minute. And if I really needed to, I could do a telehealth session right now. It wouldn't be the prettiest thing in the world, but I could get it done. In-home visits I cannot do right now, though. I just don't have the supplies that I need. I, I don't have a massage table. I don't have the a hitting net to, to analyze people's golf swing. So I need to get that first, but I'm waiting for my business credit card, which should be coming in the mail, I would hope in the next couple days. So that's something that, obviously that's a very quick thing to, to rectify once that comes in. I'm not worried about that. The other thing I've been working on is telehealth is very new to me. It's, it's not something I, I was really familiar with. And so I don't remember if I said this in my last podcast, but I enrolled in Rob Vining's telehealth course. And that has been really helpful in, in teaching the fun fundamentals of telehealth and basically how to structure your evaluations and treatment. I'm so used to using, using my hands. That's what physical therapists are known for. I think if you ask a lot of people on the street, uh, people would say, oh, yeah, physical therapists, they kind of do some hands-on work to, to get you moving better and, and back to the whatever you want to get back to doing. Well, in telehealth, you don't have that component at all. So it's all very movement-based. And and he bases all of his stuff on McKenzie, which I have a, a very blanket surface-level understanding of. So it's I find it to be a really good course because I'm learning a lot about McKenzie. And it's a, it's a, it's a really neat. It's, I, it's probably one of the better 
not protocols, but frameworks to operate off of that really doesn't require any any hands-on work because it's really what movements the patient does that either exacerbates or or abolishes their symptoms and then figuring out movement patterns and exercises to facilitate whatever directional preference they, they happen to have. And that's really neat. I think that's going to play really well with what I'm doing with golfers because I'm also doing the Selective Functional Movement Assessment, or the SFMA. And that also is very, well, it's a movement-based exam. However, the SFMA will be a little bit difficult to implement because for those that don't know, there are some moments where you have to be able to passively move people. And obviously, I can't do that on telehealth. So I'm currently envisioning how I can do that and how I can how I can really formulate that to work in a telehealth environment. And I think I think I can make it work. I, I'm gonna have to fudge some things a little bit, but overall I think it can be a really good experience. I like using it because or I like the idea of using it because you know, someone can come in for back pain or shoulder pain, what have you. And one, one thing that can be nice to have is that, okay, well, we've got your shoulder issue somewhat resolved, but let's look at the rest of your chain and let's see if there's anything else that we could possibly address to further en- ensure that your shoulder pain isn't going to come back. And not only that, let's make it to where you are basically in prime functioning condition so you can hit the ball farther. You can be more consistent and you can further prevent yourself from getting into those those painful conditions. And that I think is really helpful. I know I've said in previous podcasts that prevention doesn't really sell, but I think if you solve an issue and you solve an issue well, and you can sell a person on the fact that, Hey, you know, I can, I can make it to where that issue won't come back, but I can also improve your performance. I can also make it to where you won't experience pain again. All I need you to do is just come in for some tune-ups and we'll and we'll we'll do we'll check out your movement patterns in various areas and really just get you functioning at your highest potential. And that I think could be really useful. Um, really useful for the patient because then they they really can be at they can operate at a much higher level than just getting their I don't know, their shoulder fixed or their elbow fixed or what whatever the, the case may be. So I really like the the idea of implementing the the SFMA. In, in telehealth, the TPI screen or the Titleist Performance Institute golf-specific screen, that's pretty easy to do on telehealth, so I'm not too concerned about that. The Really, the biggest issue is having the, having the client or patient be able to set up their camera so that, they're, so that the camera can actually see them. So I'm not just looking at their top half or their low half. I can actually see their full body and, and what they're doing. So it's probably going to take a little bit of finagling on the on the patient's end to to get that set up well. But like anything, it's probably just trial and error and it's just something that'll get smoother over time. All right, what else? Mm, I think that's just about it. I still plan on, I have a few people in mind that I want to start interviewing both from the PT profession as well as the medical profession. So I really just want to get 
people on here that have started their business. And I really want to center the interviews around the sort of the start of their business, where they had the most difficulty. What were their what were their biggest fears when when starting it and and their biggest roadblocks and maybe what what it was like to have that first success. I think especially for me being in that environment right now, I think hearing other people and and how they've how they were able to get from square zero to square one and maybe two, it would be really helpful for me. And I think helpful for, for maybe some of you who haven't started, for some of you who haven't started their business, but want to, or maybe you're in the same boat as me and you've just started a business and, but you just don't, you don't, you're, you don't have any clientele at the moment. Um, I think it's nice to hear from, from people like that. It's, it's a very, it's very easy to, to relate to when you're in a similar situation. So be on the lookout for that. I have a couple people in mind. And goals for the coming week. I would really like to finish the the telehealth course, but it's I mean it's like over 20 hours of material, so I don't know how realistic that is. I do have some marketing that I have to do. And so I'm gonna be working on um, some some sort of valuable item that I can, that I can give to people so I can start, so I can start building some relationships with people in my community. It's, I find it's, that's one of the more difficult parts is actually just initiating that, that journey to, to start building relationships. Cause it's just not something that I'm used to doing. So I got to put myself out there, just get it done. All right. And all right. I think that's just about it. So Thank you again for tuning in to the PT Ascent podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to, to contact me. My, my Instagram handle is Josh Simons PT. You can send me an email at josh at joshsimonspt.com. And I hope you have a great rest of your day or night. And I will talk with you all next time. Take care.